Follow Cape Talk on Twitter at Cape Talk. Right, time to start looking at the week ahead and the entertainment options available to us. And we'll start with live music gigs. Grace Newton has this week's guide. Hi, Pippa. This is a slightly quieter week for music due to the Cape Town Cycle Tour happening on Sunday. Um, having said that, the concert in the park, in Deval Park, which normally happen on Sunday, there was one planned for this coming up Sunday with Zolani from Freshly Ground, the Rudimentals and PJ Powers, which would have been fantastic, but unfortunately they've had to postpone due to all the road closures for the cycle race. So keep a lookout for that one um, when they reschedule it. Then looking at the northern suburbs at Dibur, Dan Pedlansky is playing an electric duo on Monday and Tuesday nights of next week. The shows that they have on this weekend are fully booked out, but luckily there's still tickets for Dan Pedlansky on Monday and Tuesday nights. Tickets are 220 Rand and you can buy them directly from Dibur. Then looking at Cafe Rue, uh, this is something exciting. There's a band called Isochronous that was really big a couple of years ago. They later rebranded and called themselves ISO and they haven't played in many years, but they are doing a reunion tour and they are all coming down from all over the country and doing um, a show at Cafe Rue on Saturday night. So that's 6 p.m. Tickets are 140 Rand and can be bought at Quicket. Then out in the Winelands, we have Triggerfish Brewery which is a small microbrewery um, in the part of Lay area of Somerset West. Arno Carstens is going to be playing there on Friday night. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the music starts at 8 p.m. Tickets are 200 rand per person and you can buy them at Quicket. Then lastly, uh, the Heldeberg Nature Reserve does uh, Sunday evening concerts and this week is the band Watershed. Tickets can be bought through CompuTickets. They're 220 Rand per person, which is well worth it for such a well-known and well-loved band like Watershed. And that is Sunday afternoon from 4 p.m. I hope you all managed to get out and watch some music. I'm Grace Newton with your weekly gig guide only on Cape Talk. Thank you so much, Grace. And just a note for the Dan Petlansky fans, you can also catch him at Marathi Wine Estate this weekend, a lunchtime performance tomorrow. Just check out their website for more details on that event. So what else is happening in Cape Town this weekend? Uh, uh, well, let's start in the South Peninsula. It might well be a no-go zone due to the cycle race on Sunday, but it's definitely worth heading there today and tomorrow because Simonstown is hosting the first ever Books on the Bay Literary Festival. There is a list of top authors participating from the likes of Damon Gulgut to Fanula Darling, Joanne Richards and many other big names. And proceeds from this festival go towards supporting schools and libraries in Simonstown, Ocean View and Masipumalele. So what more reason to go do you need to go and talk books? The program is already underway as we speak. It continues tomorrow at various venues in Simonstown and the tickets are only 60 Rand per talk. You can book through web tickets and for more information on the program, go to booksonthebay.simonstown.com. Um, booksonthebay.simonstown.com. 
While we're talking authors in Simonstown, if you're fascinated by the story of the coelacanth, you might want to head to the Shark Museum tomorrow morning. Scientist and writer Professor Mike Bruton, who we've had on the show several times before, is giving a talk on the story of Marjorie Courtney Latimer. She is, of course, the East London Museum curator who played such a pivotal role in saving the first living specimen of this ancient fish known to scientists. Uh, Mike's talk starts at 10.30 at the Shark Museum tomorrow morning. The entrance fee for the museum is 50 rand. And um, that one, yeah, so tomorrow morning, 10.30, a talk by Professor Mike Bruton on the story of Marjorie Courtney Latimer. Now, the evenings are starting to cool down a bit, but it is still mild enough to enjoy a stroll through the grounds of Spearwine Estate. And their annual light art event opens tonight. It's an interactive nighttime adventure featuring experimental light, sound and video artworks from both local and international artists. The idea is you get there as the sun is going down, maybe grab a bite to eat and then wander around exploring the different exhibitions as the sun goes down and the lights come up. It starts today, runs until the 10th. 10th of April uh, from 6.30 in the evening until 9. Best of all, it's absolutely free to attend. So that is at Spearwine Estate from tonight until the 10th of April. And um, uh, we are going to be giving away picnic baskets for listeners to go and enjoy that festival. I think it's the week after next in our Who Am I trivia quiz. So we'll help you get there and enjoy it. But you can go already on your own steam from tonight. Quick reminder that the annual Wavescapes Surf and Ocean Festival is underway. All kinds of surfing and skating and ocean-themed events happening between now and the 25th of March. Uh, this weekend, there's a series of short film screenings at the Bertha Movie House in Kailicha. That's tomorrow morning. And just to note, it includes a skateboarding film as well as the story of the Black Mermaid. I know many of you have loved listening to her interviews on this station. So if that piques your fancy, the Bertha Movie House in Kailicha hosting those films tomorrow morning. There's also a lot going on Week. So best thing to do is check out their website, wavescapefestival.com, for more information. If you're in the mood for a bit of a laugh, you can try the season premiere of a new comedy night series at Rocker Mummers in Kenilworth Centre. It's going to feature a host of up-and-coming comedians. This week, it's the turn of Abdullah Jamjam and Graham Jacobs. Uh, the venue is the Rocker Mummers branch in Kenilworth Centre. The event is at half past five on Sunday evening, and the cost of 140 rand includes a burger and chips as well as the show. And then last but not least, if you're in the Somerset West area, you can do a bit of market shopping tomorrow morning. The Country Craft Market is back at Southey's Vines in Main Road. A real genuine craft market, this one. Every item is handmade by the artisan or artist who is selling it at the market. You can go around and stroll through those stalls. The market is pet friendly. There's also plenty of safe free parking. It is on tomorrow morning, Saturday between 9 and 2. Cape Talk. Pippers on Twitter. You can tweet her at PJC Hudson. Next, let's find out what is happening in the world of theatre. Uh, this week, we've got independent theatre critic Marina Hribano, uh sharing some suggestions with us. Hi, Pip and Cape Talk listeners. It's Friday again, so it's time to recommend some theatre to you. And the first one I want to tell you about is Ziana. It's a musical drama which is being performed at Theatre Arts and Observatory. And it was written by the very talented Nwabisa Plaiki, who also presented the process at a workshop in New York recently, where it was really well received. And it's a coming-of-age story in a family of storytellers. And the youngest daughter, Diana, is waiting for her ancestors to unveil her storytelling gift so that she knows what type of storyteller she is. The show is performed by Awetu Thleli, Nolutando Mili, Tankiso Mamabolo, Tandekam Finyongo. 
And if any of you have ever heard Tankiso sing, mm. in addition to her considerable acting talent, you will know that it's worthwhile going just for that. But there's so much more. Please get yourselves over to Theatre Arts. The other two plays I want to tell you about are both on at the Baxter. The first one is an Afrikaans play called My Heart is a Mirable in Anar Gedachtes, written and directed by Wessel Pretorius, multi-award winning and also incredibly talented and really a bit of a genius, although one mustn't throw that word around too lightly, but in Wessel's case it's really warranted um, because he's also a brilliant actor in addition to all of that. Um, my Heart is a Mirable in Anar Gedachtes is a combination of four stories. I'll just quickly mention the premises. A man falls in love with a statue. A father returns from the dead. The last two gay men on earth have to decide whether the relationship would be worth the trouble. And then there's the last one, a road trip with your ex-boyfriend's mother. Now, they lift at the rafters. The two actors, Vainan Kotsa, Vian Taliar, really, really exciting new voices coming out from Stellenbosch, um, if I'm not mistaken, both of them. But what I want to say is, although it, we really had such a good laugh and it, we were really rolling in the aisles, but there's always a little sting in the tail when it comes to vessel stories and you have the pathos and the empathy and the wonderful sentiment and feeling that you get in his pieces. So please go and see the support this production. Um, it will also be showing at the St. Oesterfest, which is a bit later in the year. The last piece I want to mention is a version of Hamlet with larger-than-life puppets. It is incredible. I really was mesmerized. I sat there for two and a half hours, no, two hours, 20, I think. But anyway, these these puppets are amazing. Johnny Young Productions. Johnny Young, as we know, has a handspring puppet company connection. And the puppets are beautiful. But the way in which these actors handle it, the premise of the whole play, um, has just made Hamlet's new and that is the wonder of Shakespeare. I want to mention Mungim Tombeni who played the Hamlet, um, Roshina Ratnam who did the most hilarious Polonius. I mean and I know Hamlet is not a tragedy but <laughs> I mean it's not a comedy, it is a tragedy. It's not a comedy but I really, she was fantastic. And also Timothy Redpath as the nasty old King Claudius. Please support. This is the last week that they're on. If you haven't seen it yet, I've sent young people who hadn't been to theatre before. I've taken friends there. It's so worth the while sitting through the play. You'll be mesmerised. Okay, so that's my recommendation for the week. Speak to you again. Thank you so much to independent theatre critic Marina Hribano. Now, before we move on to podcasts, a very good uh, question being posed to me on email. Jill mailing in to say, Spuchwurf is playing at Kirstenbosch on Sunday. Is that going to be impacted by the cycle race? Look, the road closures, some of them are in place until 5.30, particularly those on the um, Atlantic seaboard side, but you will certainly be able to get to Kirstenbosch to see the concert on Sunday evening. But if I would advise if you've bought tickets and you're planning on going, just go on to the um, uh, the Cycle Tour website, which is capetowncycletour.com and follow the tab through to the road closure information uh, to take a look at what is opening and closing when. For the most part, access via the M3, etc. is going to be open from about three o'clock already, uh, so it shouldn't be an issue. But if you are planning on coming particularly from the Atlantic seaboard side, it is something to take into consideration as you plan your trip to Kirstenbosch. Uh, thank you for that. All right, uh, next, let's take a look at a podcast suggestion, and it comes from our, our team member, Rafiq Wahid. 
South Africa's grey listing by the Financial Action Task Force has significant implications for its economic growth, with steps already being taken to satisfy the FATF that South Africa is committed to combating money laundering and terrorist financing. In this Legal Insights podcast by law firm Weber Wenzel, entitled Grey Listing of South Africa, Unpacking the Economic Impact, Legislative Interventions and Its Implementation, Legal Minds explain to the layman what grey listing means for South Africa, while also offering recommendations on what steps should be taken in response to recent legislative changes and how the private and public sectors can work together to remove South Africa from the list as quickly as possible. The series is hosted by Gabby Richard-Smith, a partner at Weber Wenzel, and features various experts in the field. The FATF has highlighted eight deficiencies that, notwithstanding the, the hard work in relation to legislative developments, there are eight remaining deficiencies. And at a high level, all of these deficiencies are really aimed at the effectiveness of the South African anti-money laundering and counter-terrorist financing regime. We now sit in a position where we have the laws on the statute book, but it really is now for the implementation and the effectiveness of those laws. Cray listing of South Africa unpacking the economic impact, legislative interventions and its implementation is available on your favorite podcatcher. That's it from me for this week. Happy listening. Thank you so much, Rafik Wahid. Next, we're off to the movies. Eyewitness News reporter Chanel September can tell us what's happening on circuit. I honestly believe that this week's two movie picks are real gems. The first film that I recommend you watch is The Sun, starring Hugh Jackman and Zen McGough. What are you doing here? Nicholas hasn't been to school in almost a month. I want to say that fast. How are you? Has something happened? You realize the school is talking about expelling you. Can I live with you? The drama is directed by Florence Zeller from a screenplay written by himself and Christopher Hampton. It's based on Zeller's 2018 stage play of the same name, which is framed as a prequel to The Father, with Anthony Hopkins in the lead. You said you don't feel very close to people your age. Your other son, he needs you as well. And you are at work all of the time. I've tried to be there for you. I've tried to give you strength. What's going on? Are you on drugs? You think you can just live your life doing whatever you feel like? I don't know what's happening to me. In the film, we introduced Peter Miller, who's recently married to his second wife, Beth, and raising their newborn son. Peter's ex-wife, however, shows up and says their 17-year-old son, Nicholas, is depressed and has dropped out of school. So, your ideas for your next film? I could follow my childhood friend to marry a stranger chosen by his parents. My big fat arranged wedding. <laughs> Me, the parents, first. <laughs> Love contractually. Huh. Mo here, Mo the matchmaker. No photos? No, no photos yet. You're thinking with your Lulu, you need to be thinking with your Lulu, okay? What's your education, bro? He's a doctor. Oh, no, it's at the top of the food chain. And any vices I should know about? Drinking, smoking, dogging. No dogs, no pets. No, no, dogging means something. Don't worry, 
Cats are okay. I must admit, I have a confession to make. I love a good British comedy, and in my humble opinion, what's love got to do with it is certainly one. The cross-cultural romantic comedy starring Lily James, Emma Thompson, and Shahzad Latif is set in London. It tells the story of a filmmaker who documents her childhood friend and neighbor's arranged marriage to a bride from Pakistan. Other films to watch this weekend include Ant-Man and the Wasp, Magic Mike's Last Dance, and the movie Missing. That's a wrap. I'm Chanel September. Thank you much, so much, Chanel. And thank you, Leon Woodstock, adding to the theatre suggestion with an agreement that you absolutely have to go and see Hamlet. I, too, loved this performance. It was mesmerising. You're with Cape Talk. Let's get straight to, straight to the TV content. And for once, we've got a couple of things to recommend on SABC, which is a nice way to begin as we welcome back Craig Falk, the deputy editor of TV Plus magazine. Always great to have you with us, Craig. Something for us to laugh at on SABC3 this week. Yes, Future Man starts this evening on SABC3. That's DSTV 193 at half past eight. It's a comedy series about a janitor who completes a video game that he's been playing since high school and he ends up being dragged into a real-life version of the game. Uh, the lead star is Josh Hutchinson from The Hunger Games. Oh, nice. Okay. And then also on SABC, for those who've been missing The Amazing Race, there is a new version or another sort of adventure travel show coming, I gather. Yes, Race Across the World starts on Monday the 13th of March on SABC3 at 9. It's basically the poor man's version of The Amazing Race with five teams uh, who race across the world to reach destinations from Greece and Italy to China and the US. Okay, that's Race Across the World, uh, season one starting Monday evening on SABC3 at 9pm. If we jump over to uh, DSTV and to Mnet, there is the return of a popular series called Heels to look out for, Craig. Yes, season two starts on Thursday, the 16th of March on Mnet. That's test TV 101 at nine in the evening. And the wrestling brothers aren't on speaking terms outside of the ring, but inside they're still putting on this huge, massive show as they try to keep their family business afloat. It's got Stephen Amell from Green Arrow and Alexander Ludwig from Vikings. They're simply fantastic. And they really make it seem like anyone can be a pro wrestler if you're a good enough actor. Some would say that's all it takes. Okay, Heels season two, Thursday evening on Mnet at 9 p.m. Craig, over on the streaming services, the big release of the meet of the week on Netflix is a documentary. Yes, it's called MH370, The Plane That Disappeared. It's been nine years since the Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 vanished and there's been a lot of speculation lately, which actually led to this docu. Experts are revealing two sides of the story. The one that we were told where we still don't know where the plane is and what really happened. And the other where outside experts reveal what they found and what they actually believe happened to the plane. Okay, so if you are somebody who's intrigued by that story, you'll find that documentary series on Netflix. Uh, There's also a new Luther movie coming for the Idris Elba fans. That one drops today called The Fallen Sun. Your pick of the week on Showmax, Craig? The Elon Musk show, it aired on Mnet uh, a couple of months ago, and it goes all the way up to May 2022 as we get an inside look at one of South Africa's most controversial and talked about exports, even though Elon doesn't consider himself South African at all. Uh, and it shows the true side of this genius, uh, including the truth about that emerald mine that's always used as uh, ammo against him uh, so often, because you know what, it, it doesn't actually exist. Okay. Uh, Craig, what's worth looking at on Apple TV Plus this week? I believe it's a sci-fi drama with an amazing cost. Yes, it's called Extrapolations, and it, it, it looks at how climate change will affect us over the next 50 years. Like you said, star-studded uh, cast, Meryl Streep, Forrest Whitaker, Kit Harrington, 
so, so many more. And it's set in the near future as inter- 18 interwoven stories reveal how people are living with this uh, weather phenomenon. Extrapolations is available on Apple TV+. Plus. Our book guest has already tipped you off that there is a new series treatment of Daisy Jones and the Six on Amazon Prime. If you loved the book as I did, look for that one on Amazon Prime if you've got options. And Craig, finally, there's a new British crime drama coming to BritBox. Yes, it's called... Uh, Karen Pyrie and it starts this, this young actress and she plays Karen Pyrie uh, a detective and she joins Scotland's historic cases unit and she solves cold cases like in the 1995 stabbing rape and murder of a barmaid and it's based on Val McDermott's 2003 novel The Distant Echo Okay that one Karen Pyrie available on BritBox uh, Craig as always thanks for keeping us abreast of what's happening in the world of TV we'll chat again next week Always a pleasure. Craig Falk, the deputy editor of TV Plus magazine. The latest edition hits the shelves next week, Monday. So look out for it in stores for more entertainment news.